When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wednesday, August 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians hang on and come through with uh, a win in the opener against Cincinnati on Tuesday night. Uh, Cole Calhoun, a big two-run single, uh, and Jose Ramirez made his return after missing two games due to a suspension. Uh, we'll get into some more about the uh, the suspension talk uh, here in a little bit, but uh Jose was back and and looking uh, just a little different uh, in, a, in a different spot for uh, for Terry Francona and the Guardians uh, in his return. Yeah, Joe, they moved him into the number two spot. First time he's been out of the number three spot since the 2020 pandemic season. I mean, he's uh, you know he has been a fixture in that number three spot. But uh, Francona talked to him before the game. You know, felt, uh, you know, that if they they moved him into the number two spot, he would get better pitches to hit. Uh, He'd get on base more. Uh, They'd be able to protect him a little bit more, you know, especially with uh, Naylor out of the lineup. And, uh, you know, first at bat, you know, he gets a break. uh, He lines lines the ball to left field. The sun breaks through for a minute on a cloudy night. And the left, the Cincinnati left fielder loses the ball. He goes for a double to set up that, uh, they're two run inning. Uh, Andres Jimenez drops into that number three spot. Now, he struck out in his first at bat uh, with a a chance to drive in two runs. There uh, is is Jimenez the guy that that you expect to see in that three spot uh, with with Jose. Uh, obviously, Jose, a switch hitter, uh, can be a little more flexible with the you know right left sort of situation. If uh, if Jimenez, who only bats left handed, is is the number three hitter, uh, do you expect to see that as the way that the Francona plays it, as long as he's going to keep Ramirez in that number two spot. I do, Joe. I think, um, you know, maybe, I don't know who else you'd put up there. Um, maybe Arias, maybe, uh, maybe Rocchio. He's a switch hitter too. Uh, but I think uh, one of the reasons they moved Ramirez into that number uh, two spot is they didn't like, well, Francona didn't like having two lefties leading off the game in, uh, in uh, Quan and uh, and and Jimenez, so you know this breaks it up a little bit. But yeah, I would think Jimenez is going to stay up there, you know, for as long as uh, you know, right now for as long as his, as his, for as long as Jose stays in the number two spot. Uh, 
Yeah, and and also those you know back to back lefties at the top there. It's not just leading off the game, but it's later in the game in a late inning situation where, uh, you know, if you pinch hit for somebody down at the bottom of the order, uh, and then uh, the it gives the the other manager an advantage uh, if he puts a left handed pitcher out there on the mound. He knows he's going to face back to back lefties once you get back up to the top of the order. So uh, you know there there's some strategy involved there, but but I also think putting Hosey at the top and, and in the number two uh, spot there, he's he's not only he's going to see some better pitches, uh, he not, he's not only going to get more at-bats in that spot when the lineup flips over, uh, but Hosey's a guy who gets on base. And, and really the, the definition of your number two hitter in your order, who you want uh, in that spot, is somebody who gets on base, who can handle the bat, who doesn't strike out when the leadoff guy gets on and steals a base. Uh, Hosey does all of those things, but the problem for the guardians is he's also your, your best power hitter right now in the order. He's the, he's a, uh, an RBI guy. And, and usually the, the number two guy in your order isn't a big RBI guy. So it's, it, there's, there's two sides to it. There's, there's pros and cons of it, but if Hosey gets on base more than, uh, you know, whoever was your, your number two hitter and it had been Jimenez, uh, then, then that's a good thing. There's, there, there's still the ability to drive in runs, especially if, if Quan's out there on the bases ahead of him. Yeah, and Quan is, you know, hitting over 300 since the All Star break. Uh, Jimenez is hitting like 250, 255 since the break. So those guys are do, being a little more. I mean, especially Quan, he's being more productive. You know, uh, you know, Jimenez has kind of you know, been feeling for it all year. He's maybe he's turning a corner here, but, uh, you know, he's got to get on his horse pretty fast here. Uh, but Ramirez, like you said, Joe is, you know, he, he kind of makes that offense go, you know, he gets on base, he can steal bases. He had two hits last night. So, uh, yeah, he, and, uh, you know, he walks more than he strikes out. So he's going to, he's got the great, uh, on base percentage. Is it, it's unusual to to tinker with your your lineup or your batting order, uh, particularly with your veteran, your established guys like this, uh, this late in the season. Uh, it, it, it does does it strike you as you know? And I don't want to say desperate, or is it is something that's just necessary because of like we said, the injury to Naylor and and the situation that they're in now. That that Tito went ahead and made this move. It's obviously something he doesn't do lightly. It's obviously something that he talks to, you know, the players and DeMarlo Hale and all those guys uh, before he goes ahead and makes this move. Uh, but but does it seem like he's he's trying to get something to to get the offense going? Oh yeah, definitely, Joe. They're running out of time. Uh, they're four and a half back of the Twins. You know, they have no shot in the wild card. Uh, so he's just putting, you know, they're. You know, they traded his number two hitter. They traded uh, the number of five, four or five hitter. Um, you know, they who, so who, by the way, who, who, by the way, has like five home runs since uh, Josh Bell joined the uh, the Marlins. But go yeah, ahead. No, I mean, they're scrambling. I mean, I think uh, this is Tito's fine trying to find a way to after the game. He said, we want to maximize Jose. And whatever that means, I guess they're trying. <laughs> they're trying their best. You know, they want him to hit home runs. They want him to get on base. They want him to drive in runs. So uh, the the, um, the the burden of the season is on Jose's shoulders, I guess. They're like the Eskimos uh, using the 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 seals. The uh, they yeah. use every, they use every bit of the seal, every part of the 
Every part of the Buffalo uh, for the uh, the Native Americans in the in, in the plains. That's uh, the old. You, you try to get as much out of them as you can, I guess. So uh, use every bit of them, I guess. Uh, the the Reds uh, young players we talked about yesterday. Uh, we talked about how they, they they run you know four or five rookies out there in their lineup, uh, headlined by Ellie De La Cruz. What'd you think uh, after your first look at some of these young players that the Reds are are able to run out there? Yeah, really exciting. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz is, uh, I mean, you can't miss him, Joe. He looks like he's looks, looks like he's like seven a seven footer playing shortstop. He's I think he's six five. Um, you know, he runs like he can run well. You know, he's kind of really athletic. You can tell. Uh, made I thought he made a mistake in the uh, sixth inning when he tried to. You know, they're they're really their own lone threat uh, of the game when he tra- tagged up and tried to go to from first to second on on a fly ball to right, and Will Brennan uh, threw him out. But uh, he's uh you know he's a dynamic player, and he he looks like. Uh, you know, he beat out the, in in that in that inning. He beat out a, a high chopper off the plate at second base. You know, to uh, shortstop, and uh, you know, so he can run. He can do a lot of different things. But I think he kind of just kind of overextended there and trying to go to second base. Yeah, sometimes a talented player like that, and you know, the who's the 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 rookie sensation and and the the talk of the league and all. Uh, you know, tries to maybe do too much. And in that situation, I think maybe he was trying to do a little uh, too much. But you can see all of the the athleticism and all the tools that you talk about. Uh, they're there. Uh, maybe at the plate, uh, the league might be catching up with him a little bit. But uh, good ones adjust. And we'll see if he's able to do that, uh, certainly down the road. Uh, but, you know, the Guardians don't have uh, any lack of uh, young talent as well. Logan Allen uh, proving that again last night. Uh, Logan Allen was lights out, and we'll get into uh, here uh, as as we go the uh, the domination of the the rotation since the All Star break. But uh, Logan Allen certainly uh, you know uh, stepped up and, and did his part last night for the Guardians. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, six innings, six scoreless innings, four hits, three runs, seven seven stole, uh, seven strikeouts. Uh, I thought he would, you know it was really you know. The Reds like to run like we were talking about. They lead the big leagues in stolen bases. And, uh, you know, they put seven, you know, Brennan faced seven, seven runners got on base. You know, they didn't have a steal. I thought he did a great job, you know, manipulating the pitch clock, holding the ball, keep, you know, keeping those runners close at first base. And, you know, he just did. And he was really efficient with his pitches, you know, 987 pitches for six innings. That's why he was able to, you know, to get get that sixth inning as opposed to his last start when he was out by five. Yeah, and and their uh, his ability, uh, Tanner Bybee and uh, Gavin Williams, and even uh, now that we're starting to see Xavier uh, Curry get stretched out a little bit more, uh, their ability to get through that sixth inning is what's going to be the difference here. Uh, down the stretch for the Guardians, if if they can continue to do that, uh, they're going to keep giving Cleveland a chance to win uh, in in these situations. Just just how dominant has that rotation been since the All Star break? You, you know, you're talking about 30, 30 games, thirty starts here. Uh, they've been been pretty lights out. Yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, uh, rotation has allowed since the break. Uh, the rotation has allowed two or fewer runs in 25 of their 30 starts. They've gone five or more innings in 25 of their 30 starts. Uh, 
overall. They've got, you know, since the break, you know, pitching overall, the, the pitching staff total has a 2.63 ERA. Unfortunately, they're 13 and 17, the team since the break. So, you know, uh, something's not computing there. I mean, they're, they've get, they're getting great pitching, but they need to, uh, obviously they need to score a few more runs. Yeah, that would help. And then the uh, the little things and closing out games that you see with a young team, uh, you know, we've we've seen the Brian Rocchio errors that that have cost games. We've seen, you know, the bullpen give it up uh, every now and then. Once, uh, you know, Class A's had the the league high nine blown saves. So uh, those are some of the other reasons why that that record might not match up with the the performance of the the starting rotation. Uh, certainly. Moving forward, they're going to need to be a little sharper in that regard uh, if they're going to chase down the Twins, uh, because right now both teams are are back to to sort of winning. And uh, you, you look up at the end of the each night, and you know there's no ground being closed. Did the the Guardians miss an opportunity when the the Twins hit their their little rough patch there and and couldn't win a game and couldn't get separation? Yeah, that's and that's how it usually works when you're the, when you're the trailing team, Joe. Uh, and you don't take advantage when the, when the first place team loses, you know, it, you know, it's going to switch. You're going to start winning and the team in front of you is going to start winning. And that's what's happening right now. The twins in the AL Central, the twins have won three straight. The uh, the Guardians have won two straight right now. Uh, according to ESPN, Cleveland's uh, chance chances of making the playoffs are eight point five percent. Uh, you know, the uh, twins are well above 90. So you're saying there's a chance, Hoynes. That's, <laughs> that's what you're saying. All right. Uh, I want to remind our, our listeners about subtext, uh, our subscription text service. You can uh, get the latest updates on the Guardians from myself and Hoynes straight to your phone. No social media necessary. Uh, it, you can sign up uh, for three ninety nine a month. Uh, it's 216-208-4346 is the number to send a text message, send sub- subscribe to that message, and you can get signed up for it. Or go to cleveland.com slash subtext and uh, sign up there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, the Guardians, uh, so Jose Ramirez serves his two games uh, reduced suspension uh, from the league after his appeal uh, as of right now, as of recording this uh, podcast, uh, Tim Anderson, who was also suspended for his part in the uh, the brawl between the, the White Sox and Guardians, uh, Anderson has not uh, had his appeal or the decision announced uh, on whether or not he will serve his, what, six games he was issued. Uh, and uh, the, the chances of that getting reduced uh, are, are based on, you know, what was said at the appeal. Um you know, do you think we'll hear uh, sometime soon about Anderson? He was scratched from the lineup last night. I don't know if that's him serving uh, the beginning of his suspension or not. But uh, as far as what we're expecting on the Tim Anderson side of things, since the Jose Ramirez part has already been resolved. Yeah, I, I would think they've got to do it pretty soon, Joe. They're running out of games here. They're <laughs> running out of season. So, you know, what, what are there's 45, 42, 42, 45 games left. Uh, so he's going to have to 
they're going to have to reach a decision. And I would think it's going to be pretty soon here, Joe. This isn't like the old days when they only the, the hearings only took place when the team went to New York. You know, they can they have Zoom, they have you know cell phones, they have text messages. This is this is not a complicated thing. You know, you get you get together with the union, you get together with Anderson's agents, you get together uh, with MLB, and you make a decision here. Yeah, and just another reason to hate New York. Uh, <laughs> the, the advantage that they would have, all the appeals were heard in New York. So, all of a Joe, sudden- I spent Joe, I spent a lifetime. I spent way too much of my life waiting outside the American League offices, <laughs> waiting for Albert Bell's latest suspension to come down. <laughs> that's great, but it, it's the it's an advantage for the New York teams when that's the only place that they could ever have been heard. Uh, and then the next day, the guy's missing the remainder of a series against the Yankees or the Mets. It's it doesn't make any sense. Now doing it on on Zoom and doing it that way, it's 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 great. Uh, but as far as Anderson's suspension goes, you and I were talking before we started recording. Uh, is there almost a performative aspect of this where the 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 suspension is issued? It's six games. Does Major League Baseball give him that number and say? With with having it in mind where, well, it's really going to be five games because we know he's going to appeal. We'll knock it down a, a game for the, the sake of the appeal. Uh, and then he's got to serve five. I, if if Anderson winds up serving any fewer than five games of the suspension, uh, if, if I'm Jose Ramirez, if I'm the, uh, the Guardians, if I'm anybody else, I'm losing my mind because this is a repeat offender. They've probably got, you know, stacks of evidence uh, as to why it should be at least a five game suspension. Uh, do you expect Anderson to serve any fewer than five games uh, once his appeal is heard? No, I think it'll be five games, Joe. I, I really do, unless there's a compelling case. I don't know what what to, what would they say. I mean, Jose started it because he got up and uh, kind of aggressively. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's you know that if it's going to come well, down to that. But if you look, you got to look at the backstory too. You know that this thing had been going on for for a, you know a series or two. Right. If you if you're going to stand on that, that it should be uh, reduced below five games because Jose started it. Well, that's to ignore everything that happened up until that point, including the 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 BS tag on uh, uh, Brian Rocchio and then the the jawing and the mocking and the 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 sort of instigating that he did with uh, Gabriel Arias and and, and up until that point. And it's not like uh, Anderson doesn't have a history of this. Uh, you know, with the bat flipping against Kansas City and, you know, the jawing back and forth with teams. It's 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 happened before. So uh, the repeat offenders should get extra sentences on on their suspensions as well. Um, I want to jump back here. Uh, you know, I, I think we we didn't want don't want to overlook the, the contribution uh, to last night's win. And certainly over the last eight, nine games from uh, the veteran Cole Calhoun. Uh, he, who is quickly becoming one of uh, one of those guys, one of those Tito guys, you know, the, the veterans that, that he sort of likes and, and will, will praise anytime he's asked about him. Uh, you think about uh, some of these role players that he's had on the club over the last, you know, 10, 11 seasons. Uh, Cole Calhoun's uh, certainly, you know, quickly fitting into one of those sort of positions uh, on the on the all time roster of, uh, of Terry Francona players. 
Yeah, definitely. He's he reminds me kind of a of a Matt Stairs type player, Joe. You know, like a a bench guy, a left-handed hitter. You know, real experienced. The guy's 35 years old. I mean, he played. He spent most of this, this season at AAA. Uh, you know, just uh, hanging around so he could get back to the big leagues. He's got a shot here. He's taking advantage of it. I think, uh, you know, you, you young teams, I think, need stability sometimes. And, uh, you know, I think he adds a calming presence. Him and Ramon Lariano, uh, you know, they, they're both kind of cut from the same cloth. So, you know, and and they're getting a chance to play. And Calhoun, I think, was going to be a bench guy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But with uh, you know, with uh, Naylor getting hurt, he's played almost every day, either in you know at DH or, or uh, at first base. And he came through with a big hit uh, last night. Yeah, and that's just once you give him an opportunity like that, uh, I, I think eventually. At, at some point, the the holes are going to show up, the the flaws are going to show up, and you know th- this league catches up to you real quick. Uh, even if you're uh, a 35 year old coming back out of a Triple A, AAA, but uh, you know at least for the moment he's he's hot at the plate. Uh, whether or not he can sustain that uh, for the next couple of weeks uh, remains to be seen. But uh, you know who knows when Josh Naylor gets back, what what his role turns into. Uh, I just think uh, it, it's an interesting story for uh, a guy who spent, like you said, the majority of the season at AAA to to, to be coming through like that. Uh, and another guy, another veteran, uh, Noah Syndergaard, is going to be on the mound again tonight. Uh, and and really, the Guardians can't ask much more of what uh, what Syndergaard's been able to give them, uh, give them innings, give them uh, you know a chance to win, pretty much. Uh, Every time out, uh, with the exception of maybe one start uh, where he wasn't all that good, uh, giving up three, four home runs, I, I think uh, uh, Syndergaard's been pretty solid uh, as an acquisition uh, before the trade deadline. Yeah, Joe, he's filled a big spot on that rotation. You know, he's he's like uh, he's the Pied Piper here. He's uh, he's got uh, he's the Pied Piper, followed by four rookies uh, in that rotation. He's coming off his first win uh, with Cleveland on. Uh, August 10th went five and two thirds against Toronto in a four, three win. Uh, you know, we, we saw him strike out five guys, which is, you know, was encouraging. He got, he got some swing and miss that was kind of missing from his uh, earlier start. So yeah, uh, you know, decent pickup and he'll be facing a pretty good club here, uh, tonight and with the Reds. So it'll be interesting to watch what he can do. All right. Uh, Hoinsey will uh, be in Cincinnati to, to bring you all the action tonight. And we'll uh, talk again. Uh, we'll talk about it uh, again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsey will check in with you then. Good deal. <laughs>